This is the Unapologetically Mean Podcast. My name is Duran. You can also call me Choke Poet. And uh, I have a guest here. Um, we both were in the same, went to the same um, high school. Uh, his name is David. So say say hello. Uh, thanks for having me in the studio, dude. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad I could come out here and talk with you. What do you want to talk about today, man? Yeah, so um, I want to talk about um, veganism for a bit because um, you know you hit me up on Instagram and you know we both were you know interested in veganism and all so yeah let's start on that um, you said you first started out as a uh, vegetarian right yeah yeah I've been doing the vegetarian thing for a while now and it was kind of a happy accident I don't know what really happened but I had always been kind of stuck in the ways that I was grown up and mm. I was always like I was a really big meat eater and I was a really big just like cultural experience partaker so like oh, tons okay. of like smoked meat grilled meat right. you know any sort of like um restaurant I could go to I was all about just getting experiences like that and just mm. thinking about what was good in the moment so I don't know what happened but at one point I just started being vegetarian because I heard about veganism and I was like that sounds kind of weird but I tried <laughs> it for a week out of nowhere yeah and I kind of basically I, I kind of starved it sucked yeah but the perspective of knowing that it was possible right was pretty eye-opening after mm -hmm. that point I didn't make the immediate switch but mm -hmm. it was a very gradual change and I told my girlfriend at one point mm -hmm. who was also sort of vegetarian she wasn't complete she wasn't pretty strict because we right. were both you know we both ate meat mm -hmm. but i was like yeah i'm not eating meat anymore yeah kind of sucked at first <laughs> of course but yeah. i think i knew enough in the moment to understand that it was probably for the best for multiple reasons we'll talk about today right what about you so with me um i never be i was never a vegetarian or vegan um i made the hard switch from omnivore diet to a complete vegan diet um, hard. <laughs> yeah, I know it was. It, it is hard, and that is literally the hardest thing I ever done. Um, the reason why it all started is because um, um, I was watching some stuff on YouTube about it, um, and then I watched this guy on YouTube called his name is Ralph Smart. He owns a YouTube channel called Infinite Waters. He's always talking about oh, go vegan, go vegan. I'm like, yeah, I like your messages, but I'm, I don't think I'm gonna ever go vegan. And then I met someone online, um, you know, she was telling me how she became a vegan and why she's a vegan. And I went to, then I went to an event in New York and okay. I've met a vegetarian dude and we're still cool too. And he was telling me how, about all the benefits of being a vegetarian and all. And then I decided in January of this year um, to do the challenge the 30-day challenge called veganary um yeah I've, yeah heard, I've heard about a couple of these challenges like there is a right. couple online that you can kind of sign up for and they help you through the 30 days even right right I don't know if that's what you went through no i didn't go through that at all um i just did it on my own that you know just completely don't eat any meat or um or any animal um, products and did it for 30 months. I mean, did it for uh, 30 days. Wow. True, true passion. <laughs> did it for th 30 days. And I um, was like, okay. Um, I was like, yeah, I, I was able to do it. That's cool. Um, but when I did it for 30 days, I did not expect to be 
a uh, vegan um, afterwards. I thought I was gonna go back to the omnivore diet, so mm-hmm. I was off the omnivore. I was off the vegan diet for the first eight days of um, February. And after the challenge, yeah, after okay. the challenge, and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore because I was eating pizza and all of that, and my last meal as a non-vegan was from Chick-fil-A and after I ate the the Chick-fil-A sandwich oh. <laughs> I was like yeah I can't do this anymore man <laughs> so I have a couple of standout I have a couple of standout stand moments of like pieces of meat I ate or whatever uh-huh. that like pushed me over the edge and I there was like one particular trip at Chick-fil-A I uh-huh. remember I used to eat it all the time right. but like one day it like really upset my stomach and I was like this oh. sucks like the chicken itself yeah, or just like the chicken sandwich uh, it was just like it didn't go through me right yeah and I actually felt weaker when I went back onto the omnivore diet and I was just like nah this is just too much for me and then when you think deep into it and where it came from and how it's prepared you're just like nah that's kind of like gross so, so you went straight back into the full vegan diet yeah and I've been that way ever since so cool I mean do you uh, like I kind of I think it'd be fun in this episode to kind of talk about um, this in a, from an angle that a lot more people might relate to. So, like for example, I'm gonna ask you, like, don't you miss all these foods you used to love, like pizza and ice cream and like chicken sandwiches? Like, I know you're I think you're Jamaican, right? Right, right, right. So, right. like, I think you ate a lot of meat. Exactly. <laughs> and you like you love these things that are part right. of your identity and they're a part of what you feel is comfortable and what right. you feel is right. So, like, you had to miss these things going into it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what, um, if you did miss it, what made you, what made you go vegan? Like, what would you stay vegan if you... Why I stayed vegan? Basically, mostly for the ethical reasons, I would mm-hmm. say. Because I'm like, I didn't decide to go vegan because I didn't like these foods, um, you know? I'm pretty sure the majority of um, vegans do that. Some do it for health reasons, but I mainly did it for... Um, ethical reasons after watching um you know some documentaries Mm -hmm. and the guy that i met in new york in december you know he sent me a documentary called what the health Mm -hmm. and that was pretty much it for me you know so i was like okay like i can't really deny these things i'm gonna live in complete ignorance all right if so I, i told myself am i gonna live in complete ignorance and continue my ways of eating an omnivore diet or do the right thing so I personally I can't be a willful ignorant person so that's why I'm a vegan <laughs> I know some people can do it out there they said they, they say yeah vegan is the correct thing to do but you know I, I just have to do this and I, have, I accept being this way um, being ignorant basically they're saying yeah so me personally I can't be an ignorant <laughs> a willful ignorant person so, All right, so, so yeah. you so you decided it was probably what was just best for you and for the animals. Right, it made the most sense. Right, exactly. I think uh, I have. I, I'm kind of unlike any other vegans that I've ever met because um, when I started this mm-hmm. whole journey, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, it's because you were like, are you finally starting to like open up more about like." the ethics of it and how you treat animals and honestly at first I didn't really care about it like whatsoever I kind of recognized that obviously it's a plus to have ethically um 
like moral decisions that you can right. decide are are good for the planet and good for you. It's great to be able to think like that, but I didn't care at first. Yeah, initially, um, I, I obviously initially I never cared. I didn't really think much of the animals except for like you know dogs and cats. You know what I mean? But then you look in, more into their lives. You know that they actually have feelings and emotions and all of that, and experience everything that humans can experience. So you just have to, you know, I try to limit suffering as much as possible. You know, mm-hmm. so. But what about what do you think about um on other um, non-vegan stuff like clothing and like entertainment? The, just like like so, the world around us that isn't vegan, so like the yeah. other side of the coin. So I was going to, when I was coming over here, I wanted to stress how much I appreciate the freedom of choice and mm-hmm. the freedom of of personal decisions. Yeah. So I think everyone should be allowed to make their own choice. And that is what a lot of people yeah. who are defending themselves right. from veganism, because a lot of the times when, when normal people hear about veganism, they kind of feel like they have to defend themselves because... Um, it's a little sad, but when people hear about veganism, like they automatically think people are trying to attack them. Right. You know, with a lot of vegans, it kind of is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, not all of us want to come after you for your own decisions because uh, I strongly believe in personal choice. And I still do. So I think people should be able to have their own choice about what they can eat as yeah. long as they're aware of it. Um, exactly. So I feel like a lot of people live in ignorance and they right. don't necessarily know that they live in ignorance because they're just going off of what has been taught to them. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to make yourself believe that this is a personal choice that you've made. It's really, if you've never considered anything else other than what you've done, mm-hmm. that can seem so right to you. And obviously it's the only thing you know. So you just want to keep going with that. And any sort of alternate view is kind of uncomfortable to your brain to process and it almost that's when your defensive stance comes up and you want to defend yourself from that yeah so I, th- I think it's important to know the other side um, and why people aren't willing to listen to that side sometimes yeah. is a little concerning because I've always been an extremely open person mm-hmm. like after I went vegan I found out I mean it only, it only makes sense but after I went vegan I found out that carnivores are a thing yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, people, people just only eat meat. People right. only eat meat. Right. And at first, I they thought it was. <laughs> at first, I thought it was like kind of like a like a joke. Like these guys must be eating like McDonald's hamburgers and nah. chicken tenders. There are people who only eat meat, and these people are actually tend to be very health conscious people. Mm-hmm. They're just eating like very nice, fresh, organic. Sometimes even like raw meat, and all they eat is meat and animal products. Yeah. And I honestly, I heard of that and I was a little intrigued because I mm-hmm. strongly do support personal choice. Mm-hmm. I even like looked into it as like a viable choice of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, health and health endeavors. But, uh, you know, after checking out so many yeah. sources, uh, they didn't really uh, agree with me. So right, exactly. I try to keep an open mind. Yeah. I'm like, that's all cool and all. Yeah. Um, and I heard other, um, you know, vegan, great de- vegan, um, you know, activists say, yeah, I know it's all about choice, but, you know, what about the freedom of choice for the animal itself? You know, you're, like, you're not giving them a choice, but... It's true. Yeah. And I even compared it to, you know, um, slavery, because um, I was yeah, like... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I... I, I, I talk about that. Yeah, I compared it to slavery, because I'm like, I, as a black man, now live in a free country supposedly free country mm-hmm. you know and my ancestors were slaves 
and basically I'm gonna like turn it around and flip it onto the animals and do the exact same thing to them or or uh, or um, supporting the industries that do that to them yeah I, I was just saying you know that couldn't fit with my you know moral um, alignment I guess you could yeah say. let's let's talk about slavery for a little bit because yeah. after I went vegan I noticed the parallels between what um, what I noticed around me in the supermarkets and slavery mm-hmm. So this is a really interesting moral dilemma because it's not just about the animals. Let's talk about the concept of slavery as um, in, a, in a philosophical way. Because mm-hmm. so at a certain point, slavery was legal, right? right? Exactly. And I think we can all agree, or at least I hope people can agree, <laughs> that um, legality does not equal m- morality. morality. Yeah. Right. So some people believe that the law should be the baseline for your moral barometer. Like that's what Steve Harvey would say. Steve Harvey <laughs> uses the term moral barometer. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that should be the case because let's, let's take example of what was going on in like the 1800s. So if you were a slave owner, right. the, would, do you believe that all slave owners were like inherently evil? Do you think they were like whipping black people, like laughing like maniacally? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll, no, no, no. I don't think, I don't know if the majority of them were or not. But um, I'm pretty sure there were some that were like, you know, compassionate to the slaves that they were owned. Um, they probably never laid a whip on them or a hand or anything yeah. of that sort. But then again, they still keep them in captivity, um, which is obviously not um, correct or you know not moral thing to do because they still dream of um, having freedom for mm-hmm. themselves. So unless they, you know. There are some willful slaves, you know, that, you know, that want to stay with the masters and all. Yeah, I guess that's cool and all. But um, there are some who are not with that, you know. So, yeah, but same thing with mediators, too. I'm like, they're not inherently um, um, evil just because they are making eat bad these decisions. Things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what I so. wanted to say was that these people mm. who were doing this were not, not evil and you, they, you could kind of say they were just going along with what was normal and what was legal at the time and what like if you're if all your if all your friends have slaves you know you kind of want to get a slave just, right. it's just the thing to do right um, you know why not like it's it's great for you it's great for your business or whatever and you can kind of even trick yourself into believing that, like, it's sort of a symbiotic relationship with the slave. You know, you're providing it shelter. Mm-hmm. Without you, it wouldn't even exist, really, right? You could maybe convince yourself on that. Mm-hmm. So, flash forward to today. I think, like, we were laughing before, but I mm-hmm. think we can all agree that this is very wrong. Yeah. And we can't have people as slaves. Right. So, people look back at this, and they're just like, oh, this is this is wrong. We all know this is wrong. Right. But... Do people believe that this is wrong because they've been told that this is wrong or but because they've actually thought about it and can logically determine that slavery is wrong? So so after this, after having these thoughts, uh-huh. I went around to some of my friends and um, I think some of my friends are terrible people. <laughs> um, and a lot of so I started asking my friends like really seriously, like, hey, right. guys, if slavery was legal, would you would you own slaves? And they said, yeah, I kind of it was like a 50 50 dis- decision people were like tried to justify like yeah i don't slaves Mm -hmm. like why not like i bet some people would be willing to have slaves yeah so So, you don't have to pay anyone and all of that yeah yeah so the concept isn't um like isn't crazy Mm -hmm. um and the idea that you could have animals in supermarkets and enslave animals that Mm -hmm. sounds pretty good to me you know you know it sounds great you get to eat tasty things Mm -hmm. but 
as long as you don't really think about it or the damage you're doing, mm-hmm. it seems like a morally sound thing to do. Yeah. So that is kind of where a lot of people sit. Mm. I think so. I don't know if that's true or not. It's yeah. where I used to be. You know, I, I was taught in schools that animals belong on farms. And right, exactly. We, like, we, they're happy. They look happy on these, we, um, you know, when they advertise them. Yeah, like, why, why would farms exist if it right. wasn't the right thing to do? You know, farm, we kind of just uh, use animals for our nourishment. Mm-hmm. I used to think that was necessary. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, that's what it is. I'm like, we think that just because it's normal in society today... Um, we just don't look too deep or hard into it, you know. So I, that's what I um, that's what I think, really. Um, and it, when once you start seeing these things, then you're gonna notice other things as well. Like, hey, should horse should um, people ride on horses' backs? Um, should yeah. there be an entertainment? Uh, what's happening with SeaWorld where they're not closed yet, you know. Should, should people own yeah. pets to begin with, like, yeah. in their homes? Yeah, right, exactly, and all those things. Um, so I, it's, it's really important to mm-hmm. to think about all these things, and it doesn't matter, it really doesn't matter the decision you're coming out with, I think it is, is just important to think about these things. Right. Because if you're not thinking about these things, then you, you're really not having, it's almost like you don't have an individuality. You're not really thinking your own personal thoughts. You're kind mm-hmm. of just going with what you already have. Or see in the society. And, and all, yeah, right. like like I was saying before, if, if, you, if you're not actually thinking, which is kind of, it's a really easy thing to do to go through your life without thinking. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll sadly go through an entire week of work and life mm-hmm. and reflect on my past week and think like, gee, wow, shit, I haven't really thought like a <laughs> single uh, like productive thing all yeah. week. I've just been working. Right. And cooking and falling asleep and stuff. So it's pretty easy to go through life without thinking. Right. I think right. it's pretty important to think about every aspect of life uh, like that and try to reflect. Yeah, understood. Because, um, you know, you can get on that, I guess, the rat race or the wheel and just turning that wheel over and over, really not thinking about, you know, what's next, really. Um, just trying to get through the days, yeah. you know. If, if all that your if all that's on your mind is like, man, that chicken breast I'm gonna have for dinner yeah. is so good. Right, exactly. But you're not thinking about you're uh, not thinking about anything the else. actual chicken and yeah. <laughs> where it came from and you know how it lived and treated really. Um, so, so yeah. do you want to talk about more as like vegan? Uh, being vegan is kind of more of like a practical thing, not just like a, around the morals of it, but like how does it work? I would say. I don't know, practical? Yes, I would say it is practical to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, you should talk to your doctor, you know, but, you know, because some people are going to swear up and down that it is impossible to do so, even though there's, you know, multiple studies that says it can support all stages of life, you know. Yeah, I've like, heard about that. Yeah, pregnancy, infancy, yeah, all throughout life. And, um, it's just knowing exactly what's out there and what you need to eat. Um, do you do you think being vegan is hard? Hmm. I'm like, obviously, starting out, it's gonna seem hard to you, mm-hmm. and then eventually, it gets easier. Basically, that's with almost anything when someone starts something new. Um, in the beginning, it's gonna get hard, and then further down the road, you know. With it's going to get easier because you're going to learn about a lot of foods you never heard of before. <laughs> that, that happened to me. I'm like, I'm, I learned so much about other foods that I've you know, never had before or, you know, recently ate uh, or starting to eat, um, like legumes and all of that and tofu and all. Mm. But 
Tasty stuff. Yeah, exactly. So you'll learn what to eat out there um, and eventually become a lot easier. So, yeah. A, a lot of people don't really know how, how vegans work. Like, uh, I was... I was I was late getting here because mm-hmm. I was at Starbucks, mm-hmm. and I I told the guy making my coffee I was like, hey, can I get some soy milk? And I, he was like, no, I I don't think don't he knew that. what I don't think he knew what soy milk was. Wow. He was just like, do you want some soy milk like on top of your regular milk? And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was like yeah. trying to push the regular milk on me so hard. Right, right, because it's all conditioned. You see, so because I'm like they're just conditioned to do these things that don't see that that they see as normal. And mm-hmm. which we see it as like, you know, that shouldn't be in there. I'm like, you know, so yeah, I know it, it is, it is crazy. So, so a lot of people really have no idea what vegans do. And I, like, I think a part of a good portion of my life is being vegan. Cause I'm always, uh, I, I'm, I'm a pretty nutrition based person. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort to get a lot of food into me, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, a lot of the foods that are vegan are aren't as calorically dense as non-vegan right. foods. Yeah. So you kind of do have to eat a lot more. I eat a lot more. Yeah, which I actually don't mind because I do enjoy eating. <laughs> that, that's a problem with me because I have an insanely high metabolism. Yeah, and, I do too. And maybe veganism has a part to play with that, but I also mm-hmm. work out a lot. Mm-hmm. So basically, I just have to eat a lot. Right. There's this dude at my work who is a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and I he was talking to me, and I was like, oh, I actually went vegan. And mm-hmm. he immediately was just like, oh, I could never go vegan. I uh, need I need the protein. The protein and from I, what? I was, I was looking <laughs> from at, the mil- eggs or something? <laughs> I was looking at him up and down, and it yeah. was just like the skinniest white male in his 40s, and I was like, just thinking in my mind, like, I'm sure you do need the protein, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like the common, you know, go-to question or, you know, or reason, excuse, why they say they need, um, um, they can't, yeah, they oh, can't the, go the protein? vegan. Yeah, the protein thing. Yeah? Man. Yeah, I've heard it all, man. I don't, I don't know why people are so worried about the protein. Yeah, because I visited my doctor and he was like, man, you don't even need that much protein anyway um, to build muscle. And um, he's, you know, I had my checkup. He said I'm completely healthy. Um, He just, and he gave me some recommendations on books and stuff to eat. And do you you take vitamins and stuff? Yeah, I take vitamins. um, I take B12. I don't take that much, though. And when I went to the um, doctor, I was surprised that I was still healthy in the B12 area. Yeah. So so B12 is another one. So we're kind of getting into, like, the actual, like, uh, the practical part of of applying veganism to your life is making Mm -hmm. sure that you can do this while remaining healthy. Mm -hmm. And I I have a personal antidote to share, but there are some things you do need to worry about as being a vegan. It's not just, like, all sunshine. You can't just eat, like, Oreos and tofu even mm-hmm. though those things are pretty tasty and I've had like both of those today you can't just eat that um, you have to try to really apply yourself to remain healthy B12 is another big part of that because B12 is actually something that is necessary to the human body mm-hmm. very important nutrient but it is actually not found naturally in any plant source food Right. just like in the same way that cholesterol isn't found naturally in any plant based food mm-hmm. so you have to find some way to get B12 into your body Right, and for a lot of us, it's as simple as just taking a multivitamin. Yeah, but B twelve is really interesting in the body in that your body processes B twelve in a very strange way. Mm. It only absorbs a really small amount of B twelve that you consume. Okay, and, maybe that's why I still have some. <laughs> and it actually takes a very long time for your body to deplete its sources of B twelve. So I mm. think I've heard some sources say if you have a sufficient amount of B twelve in your body, it's completely stopped all forms of uh, B12 supplementation, your body can actually retain a healthy level 
uh, vitamins and nutrients in your body for like up to a year or something, or at least several months. Mm-hmm. So that may also be a part of the reason why you were fine in there. Yeah. I still, I, still, I get all the nutrients in my body though. I try to remain right. healthy, try to eat a good amount of varied food sources. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I do have to eat a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I truly don't mind eat, eating a lot because, you know, I, I, I'm finding new restaurants to visit mm-hmm. and I can share with my friends and, you know, family and I was like, hey, try this thing out, you know, trying to <laughs> get them all a bit on board, <laughs> low key, but um, yeah, but how do you deal with uh, like vegan, non-vegan pressure. friends and family? The pressure. Yeah, because I was getting a lot of pressure from my family. Oh yeah, my it's, gosh, it's it's tough, and I think something that isn't talked about enough with this mm-hmm. whole vegan thing is I've come to conclude that being vegan is unfortunately can sometimes feel very isolating and very lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm a bit of a homebody myself. I kind of I'm also would paint myself as more of an antisocial type. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time at home and alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a significant other that I spend 90% of my alone free time with, yeah. but I still, you know, I'm a very antisocial person. Yeah. I like grocery shopping and I like cooking for myself, so I don't really go out a lot. Yeah. Or at least I used to go out a lot, but I don't anymore. Yeah. So I stay at home a lot and I really don't have a whole lot of friends. I have a very few amount of friends that I hang out with a lot. Yeah. But none of them are really vegan, so right. I've kind of stopped eating with them. So I've just, like, my eating has naturally, like, I have to do it either before, during, or after right. when we hang out. It's a lot harder. Yeah. And same thing with my parents. Like, uh, basically, like, almost nothing I, my parents cook or they want to go out to eat, I can, I can really eat. And I think it's also important, like, when you're vegan, you, I don't think you should be saying, I can't eat this. It's like, I don't want to eat this. I have mm. no desire to eat this. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't. I really don't want to eat, and they offer me things all the time, and right. they still to this day do not understand what vegans vegan, do and yeah. do don't eat. Right. My parents have always been really bad at that. It took them like twelve years to figure out that I don't like fish. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm like some people do get confused. Like today, I've I visited my cousin um, that I used to live with, and um, she was trying to offer me some honey. To, like to drip some on my um fruit salad and i was like um no <laughs> um i can't have that and she was like oh thanks for educating me you know you always teach me a lot that's what she was saying yeah i always have to tell them even when i went to uh jamaica too my grandmother was like um do you want some of this dressing and i was like no i can't have that dressing on my salad you know because you know it has milk in it and all my, so i was at a wedding yeah. once and it was it was a pretty nice wedding with my mm-hmm. buddy's wedding and he had very nice catering there mm-hmm. there was well-dressed men walking around with like platters of food mm-hmm. you know offering it to the guests mm-hmm. there's some things i could eat you know like some fresh fruit or something right. but uh he offered me like a little like tiny wrap thing like a little yeah. wrap appetizer mm-hmm. and i asked him i was like hey is there any meat in there and it was kind of, it was like a weird Haitian man. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he was like, no, sir, no meat, only a little bit of turkey. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. And, I don't uh, know what the difference between turkey and meat. My girlfriend's dad also travels a lot mm-hmm. overseas. And he spends a lot of time in countries like Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And he, he occasionally chooses to eat meatless meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll ask the people serving him in as best as he can in whatever language he, of the country yeah. of the choice yeah yeah and a lot of the time they'll tell him like oh no no it's it, there's no meat in it it's just a little bit of meat just a, just yeah. a little bit of meat but there's no meat in it wow so, i guess meat to them is like you know 
legs and thighs and stuff. You know, but like, even oh, even if it's like little pieces of the chicken, they're, they're just like still, not, not yeah. really not a whole lot of meat. In there. <laughs> yeah, they assume a little bit of meat is no meat. <laughs> that's their that's their. Come color. on, you're not even eating that much. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I guess we that we're touching on a. Uh, the concept of other people not understanding that so why is it that other people have such a hard time relating to us like something I've noticed a lot is when I when I tell people I'm vegan which I don't I don't really tell people I'm vegan Mm -hmm. What happens is I tell people I'm vegan as a consequence of them being too pressing they're just like do you want some of this and I'm like no yeah so they're like, oh, come on, you know, you're young, you can you can eat this, whatever. It's like, you know, older ladies at work offering mm-hmm. me, like, cookies and stuff. Right. And I'm like, no, I don't eat animal products. And they just do a complete 180 on being nice. And so what they do is I feel like this is a strange quality of humans, mm-hmm. is when you tell people that you do something, mm-hmm. they will immediately reverse the conversation and make the conversation all about themselves. Yeah. They don't even care about you, honestly. <laughs> they're just like... Oh, milk? I could never stop eating milk. Right, like, exactly. Like, I could never eat meat. Right. And I'm just like, cool, Karen, I really didn't ask. Right, exactly. I'm like, okay, but, like, good for you, I guess. But why <laughs> is it that people um, always immediately feel a little defenseful and flip the situation on themselves? I guess to show that they're doing fine. That's what I'm assuming. Say, hey, look at me, I'm doing fine. I'm like, if I'm doing fine, why you can't have this, you know? So... Yeah, I'm like the thing is, people want to try to create a community. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah, of people who have similar things to them, and you know, so food is one. You know, yeah, your can, beliefs is one. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you tell someone something, they're like, "Oh, why not?" You know, look at me, I'm doing this and this and this, and my life is okay. But I'm like, you gotta understand, some people just have their differences. You know. So I think this is a really good opportunity to segue into. So now that you are vegan, do you do you believe? Let's talk about morality mm-hmm. and what what people believe in. So I think it is an important human quality to understand why you believe the things that you believe. Mm-hmm. And if you, this is a very strange people uh, reason, mm-hmm. strange thing to ask people. If you just come up to someone at a party and you're like, "Hey, what do you believe? What you believe?" They're just like, "Oh, geez, wow, that's a big open-ended <laughs> question." Yeah. So why why do you believe the things that you believe? It's kind of hard to... It's a big question to wrap your head around. And is it... I don't know. Like, that's, that could be a whole other right. podcast episode on itself. No, that's fine. I'm like... Because I, I wanted to segue into other things, too. Like, I was even thinking about... Since this is almost like a plant-based um, episode, I was trying to think about, you know, getting into the drugs part, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I try to... My beliefs is really... I try to base it off of evidence, really. Um, you know, the only maybe wooey thing I kind of believe in still maybe is like, you know, meditation and maybe possibly the law of attraction. That's probably like the closest woo thing I believe in right now. Or like, you know, I like a lot (laughs) or like to believe in a lot, Mm -hmm. but mostly everything else is, um, is, is, uh, evidence based. So just show me some evidence and uh look into it you know it shouldn't be too hard um, pretty easy to think like that right exactly and then i'm like that's what i am that's why i'm a vegan (laughs) right now so do you think there are moral obligations that 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 everyone should have moral obligations yeah yeah i'm like because there's things that everyone should think 
Right, there, right. There are some pretty simple concepts, like we could go over, like... Um, the golden rule and all yeah, of that. Yeah, the golden rule. Do you believe that... Like, if you have a piece of trash, do you believe you have an obligation to dispose of that trash in a way you deem appropriate? Or do you believe that it doesn't really matter and you can just put that wherever you want? Well, I was hopefully he do the, you know, the correct thing and, you know, be responsible for your trash. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every time I go into the supermarket, I hate getting plastic bags. You know, or I hate forgetting my... Uh... We should talk about plastic. I, I, I don't know if you know this about What's me, up? but I, I hate plastic. Yeah, I don't like I don't, I like, I don't like plastic either, especially we're, what it does. Let's make that the last part of this episode. Yeah. Okay. Is, is how, how we're going to save our planet. Yeah. But so there are thoughts that we that I think everyone should believe. Like, I think it's a great idea not to kill anyone. Or, right. That's, um, yeah, that's like a, the big one. <laughs> I, think, I think stealing from people is bad. Right. You know, just, just things like that. Someone took my helmet the other day. Oh, wow. Your, for your bike helmet? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I did leave it somewhere. Oh. Uh, so I guess it's finders keepers. I believe in that, too. So I hope that Yeah, because I'm like, if no owner claims it, you I, know. I hope <laughs> that helmet is protecting someone right now, and I just bought a new one. Okay. But, yeah, if, 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 like, someone came and stole that. So I believe that the person who found that helmet, I believe it's rightfully theirs. I left it, and now right. it's Right, I'm like, I had no owner at the time, but, so I'm But like, what if that person came up to me and just snatched the helmet off of my head? I'm like, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. You, gotta, you have to believe the things that you believe. Right. I think there is an obligation to this planet. So let's segue into uh, some good environmentalism. Yeah. And so that, I don't know if I mentioned it, but that is the main reason I started this whole meat-free journey. It's why Mm -hmm. I went vegetarian was solely because for the planet. planet. Because I heard some statistics about three or four years ago before Mm -hmm. it was really starting to make headline news. Around three or four years ago is when I started to feel a deep appreciation for the life that I'm living. Right. And um, it's kind of hard to remember and realize this, but you are a member of this planet. And, you know, you can't... Right. You can move to other places, but you're always going to be on this planet. This right. planet is really all we have. It's kind right. of like... It's the universal constant for everyone and everything that we know. And carbon-based life forms, uh, as we know, all exist on this planet. So right. I think that's the concept of that vegan documentary, Earthlings, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, we're all members of this planet. Mm-hmm. So I really started to feel that three or four years ago. So I wanted to, I was like, oh man, how can I, how can I do good for this planet? Right. Such a naive subject. And I started looking into it and like meat was the first thing I saw was the biggest one. Right. I was like, all right, I still drive a car, you know, I still had a love for Ziploc bags at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not giving, yeah. I'm not giving that up, but I think the meat was easy enough. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I started. I was pretty happy with that for a while, but mm-hmm. just this last year, I've been getting a lot more into environmentalism and trying mm-hmm. to make good choices for the planet. And do you think it's a it's a good idea to make good choices for the planet? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, becoming a vegan does you know some does people just some that. people don't care. You know, it's very sad oh, yeah. that some people don't care. Yeah, like the oil companies and you know these rich men making a lot of money off of you know destroying the planet really that's mm-hmm. why the whole reason the amazon forest is being burnt down is because of um um farming yeah so uh animal farming yeah. so um yeah i'm like that's it is crazy i'm like i'll love to get a tesla one day i'm trying to do as much for the planet and less suffering as as much as possible you know yeah let, so, me, let me introduce you to a term called eco panic yeah. Have you no. ever heard of that? No. Yeah, no. so ecopanic is a term. It's kind of like um, a state of being, and it can sometimes be a bad state of being. It's like almost an anxiety, fear-driven 
mm. thought, or some would even say like a mental disorder or a state. Uh, I call it eco panic, and I've heard of, I've heard of this phrase a few times. So eco panic is the thought or the fear or the phobia even mm-hmm. that the world is going to shit, like our planet is yeah. failing, and well, there's not is. much you can do. <laughs> Uh, so like kind of in the same way that people with OCD, simple choices and yeah. uh, habits can be overwhelming and quickly take over their mind and their thought pattern. Mm-hmm. I suffer from something called eco panic where my mind and everything that I do, really? I'm constantly afraid Conscious. of, yeah, I'm constantly afraid, afraid of what's happening around me mm-hmm. because it's almost like everyone, everyone and everything I see just is so unaware and so unwilling to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's where my fear stems from. So Mm. I have tried to counteract that as much as possible. Like, I think we could do another episode on like environmentalism, but I do, you know, I I try to do my part. You know, I, I don't create a lot of waste. We, me and my girlfriend try to try to have a zero waste household. Mm -hmm. We, we don't create a lot of trash. Actually, we create like, once we started being conscious about it, we started like, we like have or maybe even like we have a fourth of the trash we used to like our trash only needs to be picked up like every two weeks or something uh, from our yeah. whole house just just me and her yeah. you know we don't use any sort of plastic at all um okay. besides stuff that we buy in the grocery store that um right. we have decided is worthwhile to have in our lives you know some staple foods like mm. i'll get bread plastic right. a lot yeah that's in plastic bags so yeah and a lot of other foods i i i gravitate to because I can get them without plastic. I, mm-hmm. I like bulk shopping and that sort of thing. Bulk, right. Like simple, simple things like bringing your grocery bags, you know, I try yeah. it. And that's why we don't have a lot of waste in our household. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even use like paper towels. Like that was a big one I cut out of my oh, life. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So we, you just use regular um, cloth towels? Yeah. And we, we yeah. wash them and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Reuse, reduce, recycle. Yeah. You can wash it too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean the, the four R's you've heard of that, right? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. I so, haven't. I mean the three R's reduce, recycle, reuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot What's the of fourth one? the fourth one is refuse. Uh, refuse to do something. Yeah. Refuse should Fuse. come. Refuse. Refuse should come before any of those things. Mm. So like, instead of getting, like, if you're at a restaurant or something, and you're like, man, I'm kind of thirsty, but you know the water's gonna come in a plastic or styrofoam cup. Right. Sometimes I'm just gonna be like, ah, screw it. I'll get water when I get home. It's not yeah. worth it to get that plastic cup or whatever. Yeah. Or that sample. Like when people hand out samples in grocery mm-hmm. stores, I'll try if I can, I'll try to refuse. Because yeah. even though it's free and doesn't cost me anything to get mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm gonna refuse and I'm not going to begin the cycle to begin with. Reuse, you know, that's pretty simple. Right. You get the concept, reduce, you right. know, stop like stop driving so much. Stop, right, exactly. Stop doing so much things. Right. Recycle, that's a highly content uh, contended one. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand recycling. Mm. I don't know if you know the the full the recycle yeah about how recycling works oh uh, yeah you know throwing the trash and then they basically these dumpster trucks um put it into landfills and all and they have to burn it or try to get rid of it some other way or put it on some ships yeah and send it to like china or something yeah, or somebody exactly yeah how it works. so <laughs> yeah i know that is that's a whole process itself and just using you know um <laughs> you know oil and gas just to do all of that stuff making it worse so yeah so it's yeah. not it's not just like a free like if yeah, you, yeah if you it's gone the next beer, day. if you recycle right. a beer can you don't just get another free beer can out yeah of it. exactly there's the cost and environmental there's like you know it requires energy and work and mm-hmm. you won't get 
the the net product won't be exactly the same as what it was before, but it is right. a lot better than just having to make it new again. Mm-hmm. Um, so recycling is incredibly variable. Like you can't you can recycle plastic, glass, aluminum. You know things mm-hmm. everyone does, but what people realize is it's not all one and the same. Right. Like the the recyclability of different materials. Like I've heard that glass and aluminum are great. Mm-hmm. Those things can be recycled. Yeah. But plastic is a shit show. Yeah. You can't actually recycle plastic. Right. Or at least not now. It's becoming very difficult. You might have heard things like China is refusing to Jeez. buy our imports of plastic that we're trying. We're trying to import plastic into their country for them to deal with. Right. And they're just not doing it. So at some point in that chain, people are going to be like, oh, we can't get rid of it. Guess we just got to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. And I, I fear that's what ha- that's what's happening in a lot of recycling centers is just plastics getting thrown away. Yeah, and I've heard there's like some studies been done to like reduce plastic by having like um what like some type of life form to like eat plastic or just somehow or make plastics that can um that are biodegradable. Yeah. Yeah. Alternative. So right, the alternative. So I like buying stuff like in paper. I think paper. I think yeah. you know in the plastic is pretty cool because if you think about plastic in our society mm-hmm. like it's everywhere right it like mm-hmm. drives capitalism like plastic is like the lifeblood of our country mm-hmm. I went to Starbucks like before this and yeah. I was just like uh, couldn't stop thinking about all the plastic in the store the like every, plastic straws everyone was everything. getting the plastic straws and the yeah. plastic cups and by the way everyone was getting some sort of like crazy whipped cream drink well, I don't know I, uh, I don't go to Starbucks so I don't know it was kind of confusing I was like oh my whipped god whipped cream whipped cream and like sugar i was like i yeah. thought this was a coffee place yeah that's so yeah that's kind of weird if it's just like, whipped cream mostly it looks like they were making milkshakes milkshakes mm, I but that's what it could be yeah. but just i was a, a, alarmed by the amount of plastic and mm. plastic as a concept like i would say you know it's not that old right like when i think plastic was invented maybe in the early ni- or in the early 1900s and it really started to take off mainstream like maybe mm. in the 1940s 1950s when plastic packaging started to be available for the consumer. Yeah. Uh, that's not that long ago. That's like, what, 70, 80 years of plastic yeah. use? Mm-hmm. So can you believe that our, that we are where we are now? What, are we, what year are we in, 2019? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look at all the plastic that currently exists in our society and you look at landfills, that's only in 70 years of plastic production and yeah. consumption. Right. little alarming. Um, that's yeah, that's where, a lot. That's where my worry stems from. You ever yeah. watch the movie Wally? Wally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know people still watch the movie and still don't get it. But. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like wow, that's a, that's a great message. And they right. continue to do whatever. Yeah. Like plastic water bottles. Like we use people use plastic water bottles because it's kind of a necessity. You need to drink water, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to buy plastic water bottles. It's yeah. a very available, very accessible, a very available source of mm-hmm. clean, fresh water. You keep them in the fridge, keep them cold out of the fridge have them warm or whatever mm-hmm. bring them to work mm-hmm. whatever drink a couple a day and right. you're staying hydrated sounds like a great idea as a concept yeah. but disposing of it mm-hmm. is the thing that's you know really affect us on the planet as a whole yeah like in the so. 1950s like they didn't just not drink water they just all had figured out ways to drink water and stay hydrated without, right. without the use of plastic yeah I'm like I've like a lot of the older generations actually think drinking water bottles is a ridiculous thing because they were like oh back in my day we drank from a pipe you know <laughs> so um, I know people are like afraid of the fluoride in the water and all but mm-hmm. um, yeah. oh, the best thing you can get do I guess is um, get one of those um, I don't know like water filters, filters yeah, yeah. 
and use that for your drinking water. You know, I actually prefer that. Yeah, we should try to wrap this back into veganism. I feel like we're there's still some things about veganism we could talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the ethical part. I, I kind of want to get more into the part of, um, I guess, entertainment or the clothing. You know, yeah. do you limit some oh, of those yeah, things yeah. too? How long do you want to make this podcast? Um, you know, I would like to do a podcast maybe like at least an hour to thirty. You, you know, because when I have a guest right, on, cool. I, I usually like to make them up to an hour at least. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yes, we, we got some time. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, veganism in, in the entertainment industry. So. I actually saw it was a pretty cool thing. Um, Ellen made an Instagram post like mm-hmm. three days ago, and it was Take just of it. yeah, it was just her sitting in a chair and Ellen. Um, Ellen's kind of like a she's a TV personality, right. a comedian, right. you know, someone that's gen- held in high regard by the public or at least right. a lot of the public. And she just released a short like memo on her Instagram with her like semi seriously, semi trying to be funny. She was like, "Hey guys, I think." Um, if you aren't already, you should try to eat less meat. You know? Right. She was like meat, very simple. She didn't even give any details about it. She was just trying to use her influence to. A lot of celebrities are actually doing that now too. Yeah, she was just like mm-hmm. eat less meat. You know, it's good for you. It's good for the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you if you you know if you eat meat every day, try to eat it like not every day. You yeah. Know? Simple stuff like that. I think I've also heard about like Lewis Hamilton. I think he's a Formula One driver, racer or something. Yeah. But he's pretty, uh, he's a stout vegan or something, or at least a stout vegan activist. Mm -hmm. And every day on his Instagram story, he's just like posting pictures of like slaughterhouses. Yeah. Wow. And people are like, how could you do this, Lewis? (laughs) Really? I'm like, what, exposing the system? How could he expose the system? Like, what are you talking about? People were like, (laughs) people were like, you should, people shouldn't be seeing this. Uh, but so in the industry, in people in, want to be blind sometimes. Yeah, so like, the, the, the fashion, the fashion industry. Yeah, um, it's it's very important. Like vegan uh, animal products in our life, like not just our diet. We think we've talked pretty exclusively about vegan food up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, animal products are pretty important in our daily life. Like if you can think, I don't know. It's just animal products have so much use in our society. Yeah. Like for example, a lot of I used to, I still wear leather boots. Mm-hmm. That I've had. I still have some leather shoes too. Yeah, like my sandals right now have leather on them. Yeah. Uh, of course, these are all things that I I bought the sandals secondhand, and mm-hmm. I've had the boots since long before I went vegan. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, leather has such a, it's a very durable material, and I can count on it lasting me a very long time. And like yeah. that's it's great because you know I don't have to buy shoes over and over again. Mm-hmm. My shoes aren't going to waste. I can just continue to use the same shoes. Right. Sounds great in concept, but now obviously my views have changed, and I'm I'm not going to support the fashion right. of of uh, buying animal products. Right. Like what other things were you talking about with um eating? Um, I mean not eating, but sort of veganism in the Vegan. entertainment. Yeah. Um. When it comes to clothing, I try to make sure where it's coming from, where it's being sourced from. Um. Even some products that are vegan i guess you could say but they use animal testing i try to limit those i try to um avoid those products as much as possible as well yeah like um, all of our bath products and stuff and yeah like, um, like soaps and deodorants and yeah, my colognes makeup, my makeup products and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm just like yo it's just a lot that actually affect you know animals and we just don't even think about it Ve- like, vegan everything you know right 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 Does, doesn't I'm have sure. to be crazy but right right and um when it comes to the entertainment industry now, um, like, should I go to uh, Bush Gardens because they have zoos now? I'm like, how are they being treated there? Really, should that should that they have been kidnapped to be in this 
mm-hmm. new captivity now. I have trouble watching yeah. a lot of cooking shows too. Cooking shows. Oh yeah. I used to love cooking shows, yeah. but now I can't relate to any of them. Like it's not it's not as entertaining to watch because like I don't get a thrill out of the food I see right. I used to like watching like bin- binging with Babish on YouTube. Mm. So now, oh it's yeah, just, I remember that. Dude. Now yeah. it's just like bald dude chopping up meat, and cooking yeah. up butter, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't really vibe with this anymore. Right. Yeah, I know. Same here. Um, like I used to like um, Master Chef, you know, <laughs> and like Bobby Flay. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of fancy stuff, stuff is, is uh, animal based. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I used like, like I said again, I'm like. I didn't become a vegan just because I hated these things. It's just I know what's pretty much ethical. I still miss some of those things. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, you know, yeah I think man. it's important to acknowledge. I love burgers. I but, used, yeah, I used to love burgers. But I'm glad. I still do. Yeah, but I'm glad, you know, there are alternatives now, like the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burgers. I'm just, like, thankful. And, I like steak and stuff, too. You know, I yeah. used to like steak. I used to like hamburgers. Oh, yeah. I used to like chicken sandwiches. I used to like... Um, mm-hmm. I used to like eating just the concept, of eating, right? Exactly. Eating a lot of meat. You know, there's not there was right. nothing like just a barbecue or something. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like or an, ribs an or activity something. revolving around like the consum- the heavy consumption of animals. Right. right. You, these things used to appeal to me. Right. And they still sort of do. At least the concept of them. Exactly. Appeal to me. Right. Yeah. I'm like I understand. I understand completely, dude. Um, with me, I just try to be conscious as as much as possible and do everything ethically um, for myself, the planet, and, you know, the animals, really. So, yeah. Um, I was thinking, like, animals in general, uh, like, being in captivity at zoos or aquariums, I'm like, yeah, you know, this just... I don't think I can support those anymore, you know? Yeah, their whole lives are revolving around our entertainment. Right, exactly, and, you know, in the tank all their lives, and SeaWorld is the worst one of them. It's, like, one of the worst. Yeah, but what about, like, having, like, a cat or a dog or something? If if your cat's going to have... If the only thing your cat will ever experience is, like, the inside and immediate outside of your apartment or house, like, isn't that sort of like keeping an animal in captivity? Or same thing with having a dog. If you're, if the only thing your dog will ever know is only the places you can take it, and its entire life revolves around, well, you, it's like it's kind of like a, it's like a master-slave situation. Like your dog kind of like almost has to stay with you because you're its source mm-hmm. of food. Right. It can't. It doesn't really even it have is. the source to rebel against you because it will be. It wouldn't be advantageous for the animal. It's kind of like stuck in a situation where it has to be with you. I would say it would be more unethical. Un- um, it will be uh, less moral if you don't actually keep bring them in into your homes, because obviously they're not able to live on their own. On their own, um, you know, you might see them dead on the street because they got hit by a car or something. Yeah. So, so uh, I, you know, just for the record, I, yeah. I I like animals. I like pets and stuff right, like that. Right, pets is fine. I would I've, say. I've I've got pet rats, but like, mm-hmm. I think it's important to understand the concept the concept like mm-hmm. for example like we all these dogs and stuff like the dogs say if we were to like they're part of a family you don't really have to think of it as a master slave issue really yeah it's just like they're part of your family and you have to care for them a lot more than your child would once they grow up and leave the home the home yeah. so that's that's how i see it as so 
Yeah. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, treat things with compassion. If you want to have a pet, that's fine. I have pets, so mm-hmm. I think my rats live an awesome life. <laughs> we have a great time together. Uh, if I let my rats out into the wild, mm-hmm. they wouldn't do so well. But also, the only reason that I have rats to begin with is because I, pay, <laughs> I paid a breeder to bring these animals yeah. into the world for me. So it's <laughs> okay. kind of like a... Yeah. It's it's a it's a complicated situation. So and it's it's very interesting to to see where you draw the line. Like that's an right. argument a, a lot of vegans use is like where do you draw the lines of like not eating and eating animals? Yeah, or treating how high you treat animals and what you do and what you don't do. Yeah, because yeah. it's not um it's not ethical to like you can't uh people like to use the term humane. A lot of mm. the, uh, if people think that you kill them humanely. <laughs> That's the number one I hear. We want to keep, we yeah. want to kill our animals humanely. And <laughs> we, we do. And we like to think that we do. But even if you like, say for example, like let's let's think of uh, Japanese Kobe beef. Have you have you heard of that? Are you yeah, I heard that? that's like the best meat there is, or beef beef. Yeah, so like yeah. I'm I'm kind of joking when I say, but like the people who care for these cows that produce this meat, like right. the, the owners are literally like massaging the cows and yeah, like you know you have to kill it so like by you know cutting its neck. It's like you got you got you yeah. got to treat this animal well. They're they're treating it so well because they want the end product mm-hmm. to be the best. And right. what you're gonna get is. That animal is living its best life until the point it right right up, right up until the point where you humanely kill right. it. But that thing, it, do you is it humane to kill an animal that didn't want to die? Obviously, no. Yeah, so I, you know, I, yeah. I, I would say no. Right. But yeah, I'm like, it, it, it's crazy because I'm like, they, people try to come up with concepts or try to loopholes and try to f- find reason why it's completely necessary to end these animals' lives for our sustenance or or uh, or simply entertainment. They even kill animals for entertainment. You know, like bullfighting and all of that. Yeah, like hunting. Yeah, or hunting, yeah. I was so like, some some of my coworkers are hunters. Yeah. So. I don't I don't you know, I don't try to argue with my coworkers, but some of them are hunters. So yeah. It's just a thing thing they do, you know, they find entertainment in tracking down animals. Yeah. Kind right. of like you know, it's kind of like a some sort of big game for them. I get that. Right. Sounds fun as a concept. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, you're taking a life that didn't want to be taken. Yeah. So, so does have you ever heard of the concept that the the ends can justify the means? Yeah, I've heard of that. So, like, let let's say if you um, if if a country is enslaved or something, or a country is in great turmoil, and mm-hmm. some bigger entity comes. And sort of starts a war mm-hmm. for the interest of those people. Um, that could involve the killing of thousands of people. But the ends may justify the means. Like, is the war against uh, Nazi Germany was that that wasn't a bad thing per se? Right. Or I think a lot of people would agree that that was that that is a valid reason. In that case, people would agree the ends justify the means. Like, what mm-hmm. the war that we had and the lives that were lost in that battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The ends justify the means, and I feel like a lot of people could agree with that. Right. Uh, and a lot of people apply that same mentality to uh, eating meat and animal products in general. Like it, the what comes of it is so valid and so important that mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what goes on. Because what I've what I've noticed is, let's let's talk about some of the arguments against veganism. Mm-hmm. Is some people really don't care um, about. Yeah, some people say they don't straight up don't care. I I used to not care. I used yeah. to just be like people would be, 
like say I, I yeah. was eating a steak or something and people would be like don't you know how that how that how that was how, how that came onto your plate yeah. and your answer wants to be like oh damn right i know how this happened <laughs> yeah. and it's coming right here into my mouth or whatever right. because you have the mentality that the ends justify the means right but that's not always true it's not always true so. yeah with certain um with certain things right because we know that <laughs> we don't need animal based products for sustenance yeah. In this day and age, and I know how people like to, but our ancestors, I'm like, obviously our ancestors were like learning how to do things. So, yes, they may have to do, you know, kill an animal for fur to keep them warm and all. But now that we evolved now and a lot smarter than we were before, we literally can make everything, you know, vegan, pretty much go vegan. You know, because I'm like, who knows if this world goes on for another thousand years or so, this might be a vegan world. Do you, you know what I mean? Do you think so? Like everything we've talked about today, I think our, our opinions and our, our opinions are pretty clear. But like, for example, like it's pretty easy for you to say like, yeah, I think you sh- people should be vegan. Right. It's kind of a yeah, simple, it, like, it's, it's a, it's a hopeful wish. But do right. you think that every single person on this planet should be vegan? Well... It's a lot to ask know, people, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Um, yes, if for the planet and for the f- future generations, I would say yes. Um, I don't know if there ever, ever, ever has been someone who completely cannot go on a vegan diet because it would deteriorate them. You know what I mean? Did there, or there, kill them or end their true. life. That is so, true. I don't know if that's even a thing or possibility that could happen with someone it is a thing like that's something that's something i want to talk about yeah um, that point i guess i understand you know i would say maybe they'd be able to survive on a vegetarian diet yeah at least there's tons of of sources and i like i said i have Mm -hmm. a personal story like for example have you ever watched that documentary supersize me with the dude eating yeah yeah in that that. movie if you remember part of the small story is that his girlfriend is a vegan Mm -hmm. and she's just like oh my god i don't know and she was a vegan back in 2001 this was it was a Uh, much smaller concept back then but she was saying things in the movie like oh i'm worried about him Mm -hmm. and they kind of portrayed her in the movie as just a stereotypical vegan girlfriend (laughs) And before and after he went on his diet, he was eating lots of vegetables with her. Right. Um, so she was, like, the ideal vegan. She was, like, in the movie, she was a vegan chef. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was a big part of her life. I came out to find out after the fact, a good portion after that movie came out, that person mm-hmm. who might as well, like, her, like, life accomplishment is, like, the vegan girlfriend in that McDonald's documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she actually stopped being vegan because of Whoa. health problems. She was chronically mm-hmm. anemic. Um, and she talked about in a blog post about how she just couldn't do it anymore. She couldn't, as sad as it was, she just couldn't put um, her morals and what she believed in was right yeah. in front of her Help. health. And her health. Right. Yeah, like, uh, this is kind of personal, but my girlfriend also has had similar thoughts. Mm-hmm. She she used to be a vegan with me. We both started this vegan thing and with the whole vegetarian thing, too, mm-hmm. as well. But I, due to some dis- differences in our... Um, and our will and how we do our lives and like mm-hmm. how we eat like I said I take nutrition very seriously Yeah. she found out that she wasn't a very good vegan uh, and I don't think you know personally I would say like oh maybe you weren't eating enough or maybe you weren't eating enough of the right things because we don't 
mutually exclusive, exclusively eat the same things. Yeah. She started to feel not so great on a vegan uh, diet. So she recently switched back to a vegetarian diet. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, it's been going a lot better for her. Okay. She, she digests these foods a lot better than I was. Like, I found out after I went vegan that I was lactose intolerant. Wow. I don't know if you can say the same. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm lactose intolerant or not, but um, I've drank, I used to drink a lot of milk um, or, or eat cereal after coming from school. So I never really felt too weird at all or, at all, or anything like that. But nah, um, but I prefer the alternatives now. But I, I used to really like milk, but I used to, or milk products, but mm-hmm. I used to recognize that they kind of made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just a part of life. I thought it was yeah, kind of just like something, something everyone dealt with. <laughs> nope. I remember eating like, cheeseburgers with like six slices of cheese on it yeah. or whatever and be like oh this is great and then you feel kind of bad and you're right. like oh whatever this is just part of it but You're damn that it. burger was this great good. this is worth it yeah but now i'm vegan and i don't eat any of that stuff mm-hmm. and i can't remember the last time that i literally felt like sick to my stomach yeah which used to be a pretty common thing for oh me my but that was just because i was lactose intolerant right. so you know I, I found out about that myself that's cool but like my girlfriend doesn't have any problem digesting dairy mm. yeah i never had problems like that but going back to, uh, you know, people who can't, like, survive on the vegan diet, I don't know if it, if they need to be tailored, like, they need a tailored vegan type of diet, or they completely cannot be on a vegan diet, no matter what. It's, so, it's good to introduce... Um, yeah, so there's, like, a whole bunch of variables in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That you need to figure out on why they weren't... Um, surviving on have you ever have you ever heard of the term flexitarian yeah yeah where you can eat meat some days and some and then the rest of the week um you're vegan or something like that yeah so much that's how it the goes. premise of being a flexitarian is eating everything so you kind of get the best of both worlds you, mm. you can still eat the foods you like mm-hmm. but you also make the conscious swift uh shift towards vegan foods and mm-hmm. foods that you know are better for the planet mm-hmm. so people who are aware of the situation might label themselves as flexitarians because they enjoy certain vegan foods. Mm-hmm. And if they can supplement these vegan foods into their life and consume less of less animal products, mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, I think that's a great idea. I don't think we need a society full of vegans. I think we need a society full of um, aware people Yeah, that aware. make good decisions. Yeah. Like, it'd be cool if every one of us was a, was a flexitarian yeah, okay. or if, like, the whole world went, like, meatless Mondays. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Like, in certain cultures, it's a lot more prevalent. Like, right. in India, like right. a, a, at least a third of the population is vegetarian in India. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, I don't know the statistics of uh, vegans in India, but mm-hmm. I know it is very easy to go into an Indian household or right. an Indian restaurant and get vegan food. Right. Some of my favorite restaurants are Indian, uh, Indian restaurants just because they do such a great job cooking without right. animal products. Yeah. I think that's all we need. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't ask a lot of people to go vegan. Mm. In fact, I've asked literally zero people in my life to go vegan. But I have, I have urged people to think about the yeah, choices I've, they make. Right, exactly. I let them know why I'm vegan, and then they may look into it for themselves, really. I don't really, I'm like, if they want to know more on why to go vegan, I'll, I'll let them know, you know? Yeah, so uh, uh, what, what do you think about, uh, like, fake vegans? <laughs> well, that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why be fake you know like you're making us look bad you know i used to know this kid in high school who was called himself a vegan but he would still eat like pizza and sometimes like chicken and stuff just call yourself a flexitarian oh well he didn't know the term i guess but i'm not sure i guess it's just the title of having i guess the because of the title or the identity of being a vegan um pleased him but he couldn't actually commit to it so 
That's what I think, maybe. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm like, it's, it's not so black and white. You don't have to be a vegan. I'm like... And maybe they feel that, and they like, yeah, I'm a vegan sometimes, but... Yeah, that's know. what they could say. Yeah, but... I like the term part-time vegan, too. <laughs> part-time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't say... say I wouldn't... If you're not, like, a true vegan, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't agree with someone calling themselves a vegan. That's like saying, hey, I'm a Democrat, but all they do is support Republican policies, you know what I mean? So, a little strange. I think it's important. It's an important decision. Um, Like, I I used to not like labels either. I used Mm -hmm. to... I still don't really like the label vegan because it kind of... I met another guy. Like, I don't meet a lot of vegans, but Mm -hmm. I met another guy at a party who just like kind of slipped out he was like yeah i don't really uh you know i don't vibe with those animal products and i was just like i heard it from a mile away i was like yeah. what you don't need animal products yeah <laughs> and i was like my man right but he didn't he was kind of wary about saying that he was a vegan even though I, i'd come to find out very soon that he was also a vegan like me uh, and like yeah. i said i don't tell people that i'm vegan right and when i go to work and stuff some like people that. just yeah they actually get surprised they're like oh uh you do that yeah i was like yeah man is that yeah, it just usually always end up coming up in conversation when they notice you don't take certain things, like, you know, a pizza party, and then you notice, you know, you're not eating anything, and it was like, oh, I can only have the crust, <laughs> yeah, they start questioning you, and then it becomes a point of topic. Yeah. But what do you think about, um, I think it's great, um, about um, lab-grown meat? So yeah, it, it's kind of it's an ethical it's an eth- ethical yeah. decision because it is it is meat it's it's animal. Yeah, I can agree with that all. It's an day, animal bro. product, but if you think okay, there was no suffering or at right. least very very minimal suffering mm-hmm. that went into the consumption and making of this product, mm-hmm. you know I think that certain people it's all about labels, right? Yeah. Hardcore vegans are going to be like, no, that's not vegan because it's yeah. meat, dummy. <laughs> right. But then the people who are only vegan because of ethical, ethical decisions or like environmental me. decisions right. they're going to seize this opportunity and be like great now I can finally have the things that I want that align with my moral standards exactly and maybe a new label will come out in the public mm-hmm. you know labels kind of suck it's like labeling yeah, I know. it's like it's v- making hard. music into genres like right. you can call the peg in the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah I know I, I don't like black and white um, decision right. making yeah I understand. I get it because you know people vary. I'm like everybody and like else. The, the, the plant-based Damn. meats that we have right now are so close to the real. Yeah, meat. I enjoy them a lot. Mainly, like people, my friends are like, "Oh my god, no!" That's the they're like, they're like, I had that yesterday. They're like, "That's <laughs> not meat, dude. You're tricking yourself." <laughs> I saw a comment. Like, that's the point. <laughs> I saw a comment on Facebook about the Impossible Whopper. Mm-hmm. Some like old lady commented, and she was like. She was like, "There is zero percent beef in this, so in my eyes, this isn't even meat." And yeah, everyone, everyone responding to her was like, "Bro, that is literally the point." Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> We're not trying to eat, make meat here, but these things, at least objectively to me, taste like meat. Mm-hmm. So hardcore vegans are going to be like, "No, that doesn't taste good to me," and yeah. I don't want that because I don't want the taste of meat. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I even heard someone on a podcast. I like fake meat. Yeah, I like fake meat too. But I heard someone on one podcast one time saying. Why are you trying to make, um, if you're a vegan, why are you trying to make foods look and taste non-vegan? Like, there's reasons? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, people used to enjoy the things that they have. 
make it into a fake version and more ethical version is totally fine and okay. I'm like, sounds great to me. Yeah, it's like, I don't it's like see really any issue. What I was saying it. about earlier about the process of like, I went to the supermarket earlier, mm-hmm. and it always astounds me how much meat I see. You know, mm-hmm. when I pass the meat on. Yeah, I know. There's a, lot, there's a lot of like work that goes into producing yeah. all that meat. Like, think about all the animals and land. I'm not oh trying to get God. into that, but just like how convenient it is that all that is just done for you, and you can just you know bring it home and make it for you. Mm-hmm. That concept is awesome, but, mm-hmm. but with the reality of the situation is it's not awesome exactly. you know, for the animals and the planet. Mm-hmm. So if we can have that and have it aligned with our moral standards, I think that's a win for um, the conscious people that are demanding these products. Right. So because so, like there is a there's an immediate there's a correlation between what people demand and what actually happens. Um, there, there's a big debate, you know, like this, this environment is the environment being ruined, ruined by regular people like you and me, or is it being ruined by corporations? And so many people are quick to say these corporations are what's ruining the environment. You know, mm-hmm. these companies are producing so much waste and it's like they're, they're only doing this because this is a capitalistic system and there is a demand for these products. Yeah. So it's kind of an individual, it's a, the decision of the, the people, you know, you got to vote with your dollar and support the causes that you really believe in. If you never make a shift in what you believe in, then of course nothing is going to change. Right. Yeah, it's so true, man. So true. There's also like, there's no laws. Um, there, there are no laws in this country or, or anywhere in the world that I'm aware of to stop corporations from doing whatever they want yeah um that is yeah um with that i'm not too too clear on that on policy making and all with corporations because you know there are some that try to make sure that they're doing everything correct and cause as least amount of damage to the environment as much as possible but yeah some Corporations just you know go all out you know so just force dumping you to do that right exactly no regulations or anything like that dumping stuff in the water and polluting, polluting the air yeah it is it is crazy sounds great in concept mm-hmm. have you ever seen that like the video of like Trump and the debate being like sounds great doesn't work <laughs> no 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 I, I didn't no I didn't hear that one I don't know what he was referring to probably some sort of like <laughs> so, probably some sort of like uh, immigration policy or something uh, sounds great does not work <laughs> um, you know of course infinite wisdom from him but that, that's how I feel about a lot of these things right um, corporations being allowed to going back into like waste and environmentalism like there's nothing stopping companies from uh doing whatever they want like for example i know my girlfriend used to work at starbucks so mm-hmm. i kind of have the insider look as to how they do things mm-hmm. they don't recycle at all wow. all everything they do um just goes straight so into the trash, trash. Yeah. you know how many milk jugs starbucks goes through they wow. go through like oh, five that. milk jugs an hour and all of those just go straight into the trash could they try to recycle it yes but why would they want to? Right. In the in their eyes, it's more convenient for them to throw it away. It's much more efficient for them to throw it away. Right. And like I said, there there is no flaws um, pushing people to do this. There's no incentive mm-hmm. to being to having a greener footprint. So companies right. are just going to do what's in the best interest of getting more money, money in their pocket. Exactly. Which is great. That's what we all want to do. If yeah. we're uh, happy capitalists. <laughs> right. Right. But like we all watch, we all just want to do what is convenient and what is best for our sensory pleasures like exactly you know i want to get to this place as fast as possible Mm -hmm. i want this thing as easy as possible right i'm not going to hold the door open for this person because that's just it doesn't benefit me in any way i'm gonna take up my time and make me late to my meeting (laughs) yeah 
So I think it's very important to think about other people. Because oh, yeah, definitely. People can have... There are how many people on this world? Like six or seven billion? Oh, somewhere seven on, point something billion so, people. Yeah, somewhere on that number. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Um, yeah. And when you consider the fact that one person can have a profound impact on this world, mm-hmm. um, it's really important to take a lot of faith in people. Right. So people have the decisions... People have the choices to make good decisions, uh, and we just need more people making good decisions. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if um, if we should talk another time about um, drug use, because um, I'm interested in taking ayahuasca one day. Uh, maybe that should be saved for a, another podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not explicitly related to the topic of veganism. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like... No, not really. Um, I'm like it's all plant use, I would say. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, yeah, plant plant based. You know, yeah, some, it's all some drugs based. are plant based. Yeah, exactly. There there are like a uh, cyanide is, is plant based. That's yeah. a poison that could, yeah. that could kill you. It's found naturally in like apple seeds and stuff like that. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Tons, like there there are a lot of things that are plant based. You know, just because we're plant based doesn't mean that we put all these things in yeah. our body. Exactly. Yeah, there there are tons of drugs out there that are found naturally on this planet, like uh, psychedelics being a big one. Right. Ayahuasca. Psychedelics, right. The main chemical in the active ingredient in ayahuasca is DMT, which is found naturally in many plants around the world, including mm. native species here in our wonderful state of Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a natural thing, so not anything to be uh, alarmed about or anything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely got to make that on another podcast. Um, I'd love to include it here, but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I gotta head out soon. Right. Yeah, so we we can kind of talk about that. Well, another time. Another time. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast, um, guys. Um, yeah. Just... Thanks for having me in the studio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, my four wheel studio. <laughs> but um, guys, um, you know, just take it into consideration um, about what we talked about today. Do you think there's a lot of people who are going to read, like, say, if you whatever your audience is for people who are mm-hmm. exposed to these podcast episodes, do you think there are going to be people who read the title of this episode or listen to the first minute and just close out of it because they're like, vegans? Um, I'm like, I don't, I'm not one of those click, I don't try to be a clickbait guy. <laughs> like, oh, hey, it's this title, and then when they listen to it, it's two, totally something else. You should, you should title this, like, two <laughs> vegans absolutely destroy regular carnage Right, exactly. I'm like, nah. Yeah, maybe, nah. maybe you should preface this episode with, like, a little, a little warning about, um, trying to keep an open mind, and if you, if you don't know anything about the topic. Right. Um, if you don't, do you want to record, like, a little, little thing you want to cut in? Um, about the the beginning yeah about about the beginning yeah yeah. maybe I could do something like that later on possibly cool yeah Um, yeah keep an open mind guys I usually yeah I usually leave it in the um, the description of of my um, of my podcast episode hopefully they read it they're probably not but (laughs) but instead of like a little um warning it was like yeah we talk about this and yeah yeah, exactly or heads up this is what you're gonna hear in this podcast um, I feel like it's best to let them just dive what are, in. What are some good resources to exploring vegan topics? I would say 
documentaries you know, are yeah are documentaries easy. YouTube a lot of documentaries are are on YouTube yeah I, I, I saw know, most I know Earthlings right. I, I think Earthlings and uh, Dominion are both available for free yeah. to stream online if you look those up yeah what I, I've never watched those uh, videos uh, and fair warning a lot of people say that those videos can be kind of traumatic to watch yeah I, I know Dominion and uh, Dominion and Cowspiracy or Cowspiracy yeah I've heard of Cowspiracy yeah. no maybe Earthlings I think Dominion's Dominion and Earthlings are two documentaries that can be sort of difficult mm -hmm. to watch so if you're sensitive to a lot of those topics you might want to um, right. be aware of that be, be aware that it, yeah. may, it may trigger you or something like that but I, 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 I've heard a lot of a lot of people that watch those films and just are so shocked by the first three minutes that they mm -hmm. go beacon which right. I think is a little is a little shallow but whatever it takes I guess <laughs> yeah um yeah, because so I'm like, there's activists that they just show you the video. I like, think Cowspiracy like isn't as bad, and I know What the Health it also isn't as bad. You know, yeah. it's more fact-driven. Is What the Health the one where, like, the dude, like, the documentary maker is, like, calling, like, the the main number of, yeah. like, the American Diabetes yes. Society? Yes, Can we is. talk about that? Because that is so funny. <laughs> like, imagine, yeah. imagine being, like, literally, like, a call center operator. Mm-hmm. And your whole job is just like to direct people, right? Exactly. And and then, and then some some like uh, some producer calls you, and he's like, "Is it true that <laughs> you support these studies and uh, like you these findings uh, like go against what's on your website?" You're right. And you're just like, "And you're supporting uh, them." I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they have that, to transfer it, and they may never get to someone. Th that that's what he had in the mm. in the documentary, mm. and I think what I watched, he was like unbelievable guys these guys don't even know what they're talking yeah, about yeah exactly and I was just like dude you're literally on the phone with like some random lady wow it's crazy yeah I, I thought that was a little uh, that was funny a little um, naive to yeah do. yeah a bit and I remember he met some oh, head yeah. of head of something and he was like and he ended the um the interview. interview short he was like thanks for coming <laughs> yeah oh my, my, my old boss actually and I think uh, there was a new documentary that just came out mm -hmm. um Oh, Forks Over Knives, that's another Forks one knives, I've heard yeah. about. I've never heard about. I haven't seen it. Uh, so there was one that just came out. It's actually produced mainly Game by... Game Changers? The Game Changers, yeah, by yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that. Yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger has uh, lately... I don't know if he's a full vegan yet or... No, he's, he's just, not a full vegan He yet. just uh, likes the vegan idea and yeah. tries to incorporate it into his life, so he made a film about mm -hmm. about veganism. Vegan yeah. athletes Spe Specifically about vegan athletes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Great. I enjoy being a vegan athlete. Yeah. I feel like lots of people are, uh, like, here at the trail, at the park we're currently recording this episode at, mm -hmm. there's kind of like a Wednesday night party every single week oh. where a lot of riders kind of, it's not really a party, oh, but it's okay. definitely a get-together. Okay. We all get together and ride our bikes at night mm -hmm. with lights, and we usually have, like, a little, like, tailgating party after. Yeah. Um, lots of hot dogs being eaten. That's kind of, like, the tradition around mm -hmm. the things. People are like, oh, you need a hot dog? And I'm like, no, I don't eat hot dogs. Yeah. I started, uh, so... I don't partake in that. Right. Yeah. I can't yeah. even remember why I started talking about that. <laughs> um, I guess it still had tied in with the veganism, I guess, really. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm, cause I'm a vegan athlete, and it's a, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a party It's a party of uh, vegan of, of athletes, yeah. and all of them are convinced that they need the foods they need and mm -hmm. they eat to fuel the ride and their, you know, their workout or whatever. So mm -hmm. people are like, aren't you going to crumble away and die on the bike? No. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Nah, not today. <laughs> not anytime soon. Right. Well, um, again, um, I really appreciate this talk, and thanks for coming on to the podcast to, uh, you know, make people or uh, the audience aware of, you know, the veganism topic. 
And yeah, it was um, a cool episode you recorded. Yeah. Um, so guys, just look into it further for yourself. And um, once you found the evidence you need, um, you can take that however you want. Yeah, if you decide you want to not change your life at all, at least you have some some evidence to back up your thoughts. Right. You know? Right. So when a vegan is like, why aren't you a vegan, you can can give them an honest answer. Yeah. So just take that however you like and become unapologetically you. Um, Yeah, that's the name of your... (laughs) It's a pretty good uh, motif to have, you know? Right. (laughs) I always try to do that. (laughs) But... um, How do they tie it in like that? (laughs) Right, exactly. How he does it every time. (laughs) But, um, yeah, um, this is Duran. You can also call me Chill Poet. And this is the Unapologetically Me podcast with guest David. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me again. And uh, talk to you another time. Bye. Bye.